Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick, and today's guest is Summer Sanders, who's the founder of Local Juicery. She's a plant-based chef and author. Summer Sanders is a mother, author, founder of Local Juicery, Wildcraft Kitchen, and Swim in Beauty, which is coming soon in Arizona. She's a trained raw food chef and worked closely with renowned chef and restaurateur Matthew Kenny. She's also a detox specialist, cosmetologist, certified personal trainer, and an overall natural living enthusiast. Summer became passionate about food as medicine after changing her diet and lifestyle and recovering from a lifelong body image struggle and disordered eating. She is passionate about supporting women to live healthy, connected, and full lives. And Summer lives in Sedona, Arizona with her family. She's the author of Raw and Radiant and Love Your Body, Feed Your Soul. And she frequently shares with the online health community. Hi, Summer. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm really excited. I mean, I we both have like, you know, we both come from the background working with, well, I didn't work with Matthew, but I definitely took um, his classes and it definitely was a big part of my journey of learning about just being discerning about what I put in my body and raw foods. And even though like raw foods weren't necessarily for me or um, a really strict raw food diet that I, I felt like it should be, but I just was fighting it and it just didn't make sense for me personally. But I always go back to it, you know, when I'm, I'm feeling like sluggish or I just need something light and airy and, and I just love it so much and taught me so much. So I'm really excited that we have that in common. And obviously yeah. that's how I learned about you through our friend Meredith. And then I, I think that like you had left already by the time I started taking courses there. And, um, so I was, you know, following along with your journey for a while, you moving to Arizona, starting local juicery and doing everything that you're doing. So I'm really excited to learn more about just that trajectory for you as well? Like what inspired you to move to Arizona? Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, I, I respect you so much and all you're doing as well. And you're a mama. So I know we both have the kiddos and it's just always yeah. so nice to connect with other um, mothers who are really going after their dreams. So just thanks for being an inspiration. I just appreciate your podcast so much. I just have to say that. And Thank I just you. wanted to mention, I listened to one recently with, I think it's Dr. Sammy, the one you did on Holistic oh, Industry. Yeah, yeah. Just absolutely beautiful. What a beautiful person. And my son has struggled with um, dental problems since he was very young. And it just was, wow. uh, she just hit the nail on the head with so many things. So thank you. I just wanted to publicly oh thank you for having her on. Absolutely amazing. That's so nice. I'm so um, glad it was helpful. Yeah. Re oh, so reframing helpful. all that. Yeah, it's yeah. so important. But. I'm like, okay, I need to make an appointment with her <laughs> for myself. I know, we need to come back and make an appointment. Like, I think that too. She has people that live in like Austin, Texas that come back to her. You know, they yeah. just like, they just take the time as a family to go back and she'll treat moms too, which is really nice because she wasn't really doing that. So I think yeah. it's really cool that when you have, um, you know, your go-to people, those are your people and yeah. you'll go see them where they are. 
Yeah. And just having the Rudolf Steiner aspect in there. And she's just like such an earth mama too. So I just, I loved hearing that. So thank you. Aww. And um, so back to your question about Arizona. So my husband and I both grew up in Sedona, Arizona. Um, I moved to Sedona with my mom. Um, actually, we moved to Jerome, which is this little mining town that's like 30 minutes from Sedona. It's up on a mountain. And we moved, she wow. came here and it was like, what was it? 86, 87, 80. It must have been 1989. And, um, we came to visit friends and we never left. So didn't even go back to pack up things. She just, it was clear that this is where she needed to be. And I think a lot of people have that Sedona story where it just like, they come and then they, um, they stay. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. enchant it's enchanting. And so my husband and I met in high school and, um, we were in and out of each other's lives for a long time. And then we got back together and, um, when our son was born, life changed um, a lot. My husband is a former Navy SEAL and was in the military, kind of on that trajectory of um, just rising in ranks and doing all that. But I was super unhappy. Wow. And I was really, um, you know, I think having my son, Henry, it just, it, it built this confidence in me that I was kind of lacking before, um, especially around my relationship. So yeah, I, yeah, it just, just changed things. To interrupt, really. Yeah, please. hold on, because you had Henry before you were in LA training under Matthew Kenny, or after? After. So I was in LA. I think, gosh, when was that? Two thousand and eleven to two thousand thirteen, uh -huh. and then Henry was born in okay, two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, I think when I started like, um, just following along your journey. So then you moved to, but he was in he, his, um, work or like he was a Navy SEAL and all that. He was in and out a lot. Mike like, was, or where was he so he was stationed in Coronado in San Diego. Um, oh. and we, we lived in Encinitas actually after Henry was born. So it, it's kind of my story jumps around so much because I was just in so yeah. many different places and trying to make a military relationship work too, you know, and work yeah. for me, work for me, who's like this raw foodie, who's like a total, you know, Sedona hippie. And then Mike's like this Navy SEAL, you know, uh, officer. Oh and it was, it's, we've always been opposites like that. Um, even through high school, you know, I was ditching class and he was, um, valedictorian. So it's just, we've <laughs> woven and out of each other's lives, but we need each other. I need his structure. Yeah. He needs my freedom. So I think in that way, we really uh, help yeah. each other, but I, you That's know, beautiful. yeah, thank you. And, he, um, he's a big part of what makes, you know, a lot of my dreams, local G3 and these other projects work, you know? He's a big part of it. So I want to. Yeah. So then did he, did, when you guys moved to Sedona, did he give up his career? Yeah. So that's a really, um, could probably be a whole podcast in itself. Wow. He, I, I had just like this burning desire. Even when I was pregnant with Henry, I was like coming up with names and menu items and to open a juicery. And I, you know, before that I was doing, um, like online consulting with people to help them move towards a more plant-based diet. And I really missed people and I missed connection. And I just wanted to be, um, 
around a community. And I think I was really lacking that in my life. I was very isolated in California because Mm -hmm. I just didn't know anyone. And I was like a new wife and a new mom. And so that's kind of what local juicery was born out of just like this burning desire to build something and create. And I knew that it needed to be in Sedona. It's where both Mike and I's families are. And I knew I'd have help with my little boy. So I moved there and I told, you know, it was a lot of discussions up to this point, but it was like, Mike, I have to do this. And if I don't do this, something inside inside me is just going to die. And so I moved before he came and brought my son. I did like a whole bunch of pop-up shops and was just cold pressing out of my house and then out of like this little commercial kitchen and selling out like crazy. So then he saw that it was actually something I was passionate about. I was willing to choose for five hours with my son in my sling with little yeah. headphones on, you know? So um, bless his heart. He gave up something that was so, he has wanted, he wanted to be a Navy SEAL since he was a little boy and, um, and he was amazing at it. And the community was really, really um, sad that Mike left, but there's been a lot of healing for Mike and I through him deciding to quit the teams. And I think of what our lives would be like if we were a military family still. And I just don't know if we could have done it because it was so at odds with like what felt right to me for family and my soul. And, you know, now he says, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that I get to be with you and be with our children, which he wouldn't have had. And we'd be moving every two years and it would just be a different life. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. Our sponsor for this week is Beekeepers Naturals. I have known about them for a little while now. I interviewed their founder, Carly Stein, on our podcast, and I absolutely love her. I learned so much from her and her journey. I think you guys would love listening to it, but basically that's when I started using the Beekeepers Naturals products. And I was at the time pregnant with my son, Truth, so I couldn't give it to him even when he was born because he was a little too young. Kids can't really use it until they're a little older. So I love them because they use this special potent natural ingredient called propolis. And you may have already heard about it, but it's becoming increasingly big in the world of holistic healing. Bee propolis is actually the medicine that bees use to heal themselves. And it also contains over 300 compounds that are beneficial to the human immune system. So after learning all about beekeepers naturals and the power of propolis, I began using their bee immune propolis throat spray and I loved it. I keep one by my bedside. I have one in my car and I have one in my purse as well. And that's because I now my son is two years old and I can give him the kids version. He actually also takes the regular version as well. Sometimes if I don't have the kids one around, but he's old enough now. And it's amazing because if you are feeling like under the weather or you have a sore throat, it works immediately and you can spray it throughout the day. And it's really wild because it feels like it's numbing your throat, but in the best way possible, not like a medication would. And it feels like it's healing it as well. Not just like dealing with the symptom of having a sore throat, but you know it's working and it tastes really good like honey. So there's no complaints there. 
So for a limited time, I'm really excited to share that Beekeepers is offering the fullest listeners a free two-week supply of bee immune propolis throat spray. And all you need to do is pay $5 for shipping, which is a pretty amazing promotion. So to claim your free trial, you must visit beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash fullest only know that. So be sure to go to B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S, both beekeepers and naturals are plural, dot com forward slash fullest without the in front of it. To us, this is an incredible way to prioritize your immune health. But if for some reason you don't love it, Beekeepers Naturals will refund your $5 no questions asked, which is insane. So there's no reason for you to not go on the website right now and order it. You can also find Beekeepers Naturals nationwide in over 2,000 stores like Target, Whole Foods, and Sprouts, and again on our podcast episode from last year. So be sure to check out that podcast episode with Carly Stein as well. Thanks so much. Totally different life. And now you are in a place where you're building the community. And so, I mean, obviously the wellness community in Sedona has been there, but like now you're creating a space for people to gather, for people to connect and like just have good food and nourished nourishment. And I think that's so cool that you did it because having an idea and a passion for something and then like actually doing it, especially in the food space is a totally different thing, you know, because I think it's just the commitment to having a child in a sling and like make juicing. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot so of work. Much work. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, it sounds like glamorous or fun or sweet, but really it's just like, it's so intense. And I, I think oh, it's yeah. really important to hear those stories. And yeah, I, I love so hearing intense. that story. I mean, just as a peek into it, like I was working 15 to 18 hours a day when we first opened. I had no idea what I was doing. I'd helped open um, a couple things with Matthew and then also a place in um, in Berkeley before. So I saw a little bit of the startup phase, but yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never managed anything before. I'd never done orders. I'd never, and, you know, working with I had just basically done stuff in my kitchen. So, you know, it was a total um, learning curve. Henry was nursing still. My mom would be with him and then bring him in like four times a day to nurse because I didn't want to pump. And (laughs) just like, you know, it's grueling. The night before we opened, Mike was literally there on a two-week leave. The only leave he ever took his whole entire time in the military to help me get started. And he stayed up all night pressing juice. And we had this little tiny hand cold press juicer, like a Norwalk at the time when we opened, because we didn't know what we were going to do. We were just like, I love (laughs) you launched Norwalk. It's crazy. I still have the Norwalk too. I use it at my house sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. It's like (laughs) a vintage piece, but um, yeah, so it was not glamorous at all. And I feel like social media always makes things look very glamorous and we do that you know it's like of course we're gonna show the best pieces but lately with social media I've been I've really just been wanting to show like the reality like my messy table in my house that's just a mess or as you just saw a minute ago my office which is like a disaster zone you know just to share that we're all human yeah (laughs) exactly I went to this Airbnb and it was like my house is 
clean enough to be hygienic, but like dirty enough to be lived in or whatever. And uh-huh. I was like, that's totally mine. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I just can't get it, you know, clean yeah. anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. Or just like, yeah. But yeah. it is part of having children and having a business and like doing a lot, but it it's so fulfilling. So I, okay. So you touched a little bit on, and this was like in your bio too, just how, um, when we got started, like Henry kind of gave you this like sense of, did you say like confidence that you didn't have? And then also I assuming that it was also tied into the body image and disordered eat disordered eating stuff, Mm -hmm. which I totally struggled with that when I was younger. And, um, and I really felt like once I became a mom is when it really was like, just gone, you know? I mean, it's not that I don't think in our society, it could ever be like fully gone, but, but in a way where it's just like not top of mind at all. Yeah, absolutely. Motherhood changed so much for me. And, um, it's been an absolute blessing. It's been my biggest teacher in so many ways. Um, body image. So that's such a big one for me. I, I talk a lot about it now. I guess I was never properly diagnosed, but I know I had body dysmorphic disorder and I had I was bulimic and anorexic, but you wouldn't know because I never looked unhealthy. I never looked overly thin. It was um, very interesting when I look back on it, what, you know, a lot of times it was me feeling like, oh, I don't want that in my body. That's unhealthy. Or that'll make me, you know, in this feeling full was somehow unhealthy. And the more I talk about it with people, and I'm just, you know, very honest about it, the more people I've talked to, so many women particularly have struggled with some form of eating disorder or, you know, feeling not beautiful enough or not happy in their body. And having Henry definitely was a shift in consciousness for me. I had stopped um, my eating disorder. My healing started when I was around 23 and I was kind of at rock bottom, just so many bad things um, at once. And I got really, really, really sick and no one could diagnose what it was. It was like a three week thing where I just couldn't get better. And I ended up doing like a two week juice cleanse because I couldn't eat. And I came out of that juice cleanse feeling like a superhuman and feeling so good. Like um, I hadn't felt in years since I was a young girl. And so that kind of actually got me even deeper into the health and wellness. I had already been introduced through my mother, who was kind of a alternative living, healing and eating person. Um, but I stopped my eating disorder around that time in like physical form, but it followed me around mentally and, you know, the body love and like really came after my children were born. And I, you know, I thought it was more healed. And then I had my daughter Willow about two years ago. And I realized after having her that I healed even more, you know, so there's just so much um, that I think I'm continuing to unravel and um, find new little corners that need the light shined in on them. And it's, um, it's been the hardest part of my life, but also um, the biggest blessing having that. I 
you know, disordered eating has been, it's led me to where I am now. And I'm actually really grateful and I'm grateful for the tools that have helped me come out of it. I, I love that. I'm actually pregnant with a girl. So we both oh. have a um, boy and a girl. Yeah. But, uh, Congratulations. I, how do you, thank you. How do you, okay. So earlier before we kind of started recording, you had mentioned to me how you're just, you love brick and mortar mm-hmm. and, um, and it, so I want to talk about that because I think it with being a mom and having children like brick and mortar just seems so overwhelming. And for me, I feel like the way I navigate, um, work and being a mom is because I feel like I can, I mean, obviously you probably have a team and stuff like that, but you really have to be there, um, you know, to oversee things still and to be in a physical space. So I'm curious how that works out for you, because I think it's so important to continue to have our brick and mortar stores live on, especially in the way that you're running yours and the community that you're creating. And it's so difficult right now during COVID, especially. And then on top of it, having a family, like how do you juggle all of that? Yeah. What's your schedule like? (laughs) Well, I, you know, I do. I'm very passionate about brick and mortars. And I, I, like I mentioned to you, it's just what I seek out when I'm traveling. It's, you know, I don't want to go to a big corporate store. I want to go into the cool little mom and pops. And um, so I feel like it's really, like you said, important to preserve those and keep them going. And um, it is an incredible challenge. Um, local juicery, especially during COVID, it has been such a wild ride for us, um, for my husband and I, because it's, you know, we have a beautiful team, our team, we have our people who've been there for a long time, our management, they become like family. And truly that's what we rest on and lean on is having each other first and foremost to be yeah. in business. My husband um, did not plan to work for local G3. <laughs> he, he took a different job when he got out of the military, but we were growing so quickly that it was clear we needed better leadership than what I was able to provide by myself. And so mm-hmm. he, um, his specialty is small, small unit leadership. And that's what he was really good at in the military. Um, oh, wow. So we are blessed to have his, his um, knowledge in that. And he, he really does love leading the small teams and like really building them up. So I'd say that is the number one thing. I have help. I have my husband who's amazing. And then uh, it leaves me to be more work in my zone of genius, which is the creative and the the food and the beauty aspect of our business. And um, he works in the operations and the driving my ideas forward. So it's really challenging to be in business with your romantic partner, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but it's also been a real big blessing for us. Um, our life looks really messy right now. I haven't seen Mike in like probably we yesterday he came out and we were all like, Mike, daddy, like, like clawing at him because we're so desperate for his attention he's been working like 18 hour days for the past three weeks just because it's so busy and Sedona is interesting because it we have like a housing crisis here right now because of the Airbnbs and there's nowhere for families or the working class to live and um, so that creates a hiring crisis also so it's very very um, 
interesting to be in business right now for many reasons. Um, it's just nonstop. Yeah. So how did like COVID end up? Because I asked a couple other friends who have brick and mortars in LA mm-hmm. this question, like in the space, um, because I would assume that, you know, you're offering a product that's so necessary during this time for people. People are afraid of getting sick. So what do you do? You take care of your body and your Absolutely. immunity. And But it sounded to me from my friends in LA who have stores, they're like, no, that's not what they're doing. They're staying at home, drinking, watching Netflix, and they don't care. And they just want to like do whatever, you know, yeah. pharmaceutical industry them to do in order to take care of their body. So as a a business owner, I'm curious, like, you know, obviously offering something that's necessary, but at the same time, it's seen as, you know, expensive and whatever. So I'm curious how that played a role. And it sounds like your husband's taking on a lot, you know, so Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say that when COVID first hit, our business dropped down to hardly anything. And it was really scary for us because it's our main source of income. And um, it was scary for our team. It was, you know, scary for everybody in the world, I think. Um, But definitely for small businesses who are trying to survive. So we pivoted really quickly to meal plans um, and offered meal plans to our local community um, up in Flagstaff and at our Flagstaff store and in Sedona. And that was awesome. We had such a good um, support from people who, and we delivered right to them, contact list delivery. So that, you know, was a lot of work. I was doing all the food with one assistant (laughs) myself and I haven't been in the kitchen for a while. Um, And my daughter was, you know, with my mom and was working like, again, like eight hours a day just to get that going. But it got us through the hard part. And then once, you know, Arizona is definitely a little bit more uh, opened up than other places, as everyone probably knows. Um, So once everyone started coming from the cities to Sedona (laughs) to get out of Phoenix or to get out of L.A., um, our business went crazy because those people are aware of wellness and organic and are appreciating what we do. And so it was almost like we went from nothing to busier than we were before. So that actually created a bit of a crisis too. It's like, oh my gosh, how do we hire and train enough people and get back up to a high performance, you know, juicery when we were down to nothing. So it's definitely... COVID's been a blessing in some ways for the business um, because there are, I I have to say that so many people in Sedona at least really do like what you're saying. They understand um, that what we're serving is a form of medicine and it can help um, keep the immune system up and taking care of what they put in their bodies. And, 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 you know, there's, there's all types of people. There's the people who are really fearful and I understand like, um, I understand that. Yeah. And I have a lot of empathy for, you know, when it first, when COVID first hit, I was so scared. I was just so scared. I was scared for my mother who's in her, you know, seventies. I was scared for my in-laws and, um, I've had quite a ride of my own emotional, my own emotional roller coaster ride with COVID as well as the business roller coaster. Ancient cultures have always known about the healing benefits of heat therapy. 
However, in our modern lives, it's not always easy to get to an infrared sauna or salt room. Fortunately, we live in a time where brands are innovating incredible self-care products that can be used at home. One product that I've found provides amazing natural healings are gemstone heat mats from Healthy Line. Physically, they've been shown to increase blood muscular relaxation and temporarily relieve stiffness and joint pain associated with arthritis. For me, they've been amazing at improving my sleep and reducing fatigue, and I love spending time on my mat just before bed to get a more restorative rest. Also, their mats don't just have infrared technology, but also incorporate other therapies, including crystal chakra balancing, PEMF, and negative ion and photon light therapies. After spending just 10 minutes on the mat, I feel calmer, more grounded, and just overall more rejuvenated. The other good thing is that they're portable and amazing for an extra vitality boost whenever you're traveling. If you've been looking to add heat therapy to your wellness routine, Healthy Line is offering the fullest listeners 10% off and free shipping in the U.S. Plus, they're also gifting every order a free energy bracelet. Just use code THEFULLEST at checkout. I totally felt the same. I felt like on one hand, I was... I was just curious, like, what is happening? <laughs> it's just so wild. And mm-hmm. and I would talk to like, my parents or my our in-laws too. And I would be like, if I were them, I'd be scared, but I wouldn't want to place my fear on them and, and whatnot. But having children, how old are your children? Because there is, are they in school? So, I mean, your daughter, right? Yeah, my daughter is almost two, two in June. And my son is um, seven and a half. So he, we actually homeschool him. And oh, okay. Um, we were going to be doing that anyways because he's just needs that. <laughs> and um, Willow is with um, my mom, and I have a nanny who helps out. But my mom has a Waldorf school here in Sedona that she's had for 32 years. What? Yes. Did you go there? I did. Yes, I did. I oh was, my uh, God. I can't believe we're just now talking about this because that's <laughs> what I was going to ask about. Because like, so did the schools shut down in Arizona? Yes. So my mom shut down the school, um, but she's open back up now because it's um, less restrictive. Yeah, they're open. She does not require masks at her school for the children. Um, And I I know that's controversial. And um, it's just, I guess. It's not the Waldorf way. Yeah, it's not the Waldorf way. And, you know, it's a very close-knit community. All the parents are comfortable with that. And it's just, um, you know, that's the decision that she made for her business. So, um, and everyone has been actually amazingly well. She's had no sicknesses or anything this year. And it's just a beautiful little community that she's created. How many kids go to her school? Uh, she has 18 children, um, only 15 at a time, though. No. Wow. Yeah. But Henry doesn't go there. No, he did, though. He went through it from the time he was two and a half to six and a half. Wow. That's so amazing. Yeah. I love it. That's what I wanted to talk to you about, just like philosophy around that, because I think um, just you know, being a mother who works, who, yes, you are an entrepreneur, you get to make your own schedule for the most part, mm-hmm. but also there are times you can't, um, you know, it's a lot to take on with homeschooling and, and we want to homeschool as well. But 
but knowing these other alternatives are there for families is really great, like Waldorf. But I think we're going into an era where, um, in California, like especially even, I mean, homeschooling is like looked down upon. And even before COVID, they were trying to say that, um, you know, parents who homeschool, like create, it's a lot of like fundamentalist Christians that homeschool and then their children aren't exposed to other philosophies and they shelter them. And I mean, there's just like such a narrative around it. It's so wild. That is wild. And <laughs> I um, want to know like what climate like in Arizona. I mean, because I think yeah medical freedom too yeah well I mean it's I think in Arizona it's a little bit more open but you know you get all kinds of people you really do and what it comes down to to me is I respect other people and I respect their decisions um in many ways whatever they want to do that makes them feel safe and healthy um I would like to make my own decisions that make me feel safe and healthy and my family. And I just, that's to me what, you know, is most important. And I feel that there's a, there's a book called hold on to your kids and I forget who it's by, but it's about keeping your children close to you and, and being the main um, presence in their life and not letting them get too peer oriented or, um, you know, too influenced by the broken society that we live in. There's so much that, you know, we can do when we keep our children close to us. So I'm surprised, you know, to hear that there's kind of this um, poo-pooing on homeschooling and keeping your children close, because I think there's such a beauty in that. Um, Just being close, like you think back to what it was like, you know, a hundred years ago and families were so close and there was such a connection and learning from what watching the parents and the grandparents and just being that little community for each other. So I I plan to homeschool my children and I have a lot of help. I have my the grandparents who help with that, too. And my mom's, you know, 35 plus year of remedial therapy and Waldorf education. So we're really blessed to have that in our family. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it makes it, it makes it a lot easier in some ways in a lot of ways. So. Yeah. But, I'm totally going to get that book. That sounds really great. And, um, I think just like insight into those things that help you is always really helpful for other people, because I think also homeschooling isn't, um, accessible to everyone. And I understand that, but if, it's possible. I, you know, I totally agree with philosophy of, I just don't understand like our education system in general, but if you can find like a Waldorf school, like your mom's, I mean, that's obviously the next thing. Does she, um, did she start it because she, because of Rudolf Steiner's philosophy or like how did that? Yeah. So when she was pregnant with me, um, she was living on this, farm, um, an organic farm in Missouri that her and my godfather had built all like off the grid, self-sustainable. And she was reading a lot of Steiner's work and, um, which is so interesting. You think about Steiner and he predicted so many other things we're going through right now with, you know, just stars our um, social media and the computers and the vaccinations and all of that. It's very, you know, there's a lot of different ideas about Steiner and his work 
Um, but I, I personally really enjoy his work. Um, so yes, yeah. she was inspired by his work and she worked at a little Waldorf school in Gainesville, Florida for a little bit and just fell in love with the, the sweetness of it, the sweetness and the respect of childhood and the respect of children. And um, she wanted to have her own business because she wanted to be with me as a little one. She's a single mom. And um, so when we moved to Sedona, she started her first little class. And I'm still friends with a lot of the people that were in that little class. It's so sweet. And so it's a home base. She has it in her home. And it's the most beautiful, special little little space. She's known as like the child um, whisperer in Sedona. Wow. She's just so good with kiddos. And it takes a really special person to be with ch- children. And really yeah. like, understand them. And like Dr. Sammy, I sent that podcast to my mom because I knew she would resonate so much with it. I know. I mean, she like talked about like just I thought it was really interesting to talk about teething and then being, you know, like what that means in terms of your level, like of if you're, you know, if you're understanding of reading materials and all that, mm-hmm. if you're ready for it. It's so incredible to realize like our body is just constantly giving us signs and it's just up to us to listen to it. And, and that's why it just goes back to like how we nourish ourselves and, and what you're offering is so important. And I really can't wait to come to Sedona to experience it. I mean, we've been talking about it for a while, but the fact that you have an Airbnb now too, (laughs) Amazing. Yes, so, we will um, host you. It would be so fun to have you. We'll like include the link in this episode to your Airbnb, to everything that you're up to. And I'm really excited to go into your other brick and mortar swim because we need more of that. We need more of people curating like their favorite beauty, organic supplement, all sorts of products. Yeah. And it's so fun. It's so fun to like support these businesses too. And these like they're individuals like you with the, with the beautiful saffron product that just flies off of our shelves and, you know, and and it's just so, I love it because I look at the shelves and swim or at local and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are people that we're, you know, we're able to support by having their stuff here. And, and I love and believe in all the products that we carry. And so swim was just a, you know, for me, it was an obvious, yes, let's do that. When is it opening? Um, well, that's a great question. <laughs> probably mid May. And I'm oh, really wow. most excited about some of the local artisans that we're carrying. Like, um, you know, there's this woman, Sarah Polly, who has these absolutely beautiful jewelry designs. She's local. And my friend, Rochelle, who has jewelry there and little linen clothing from my friend, Agave Handmade. Just amazing women here in Sedona um, creating so much. And so it's fun to have a little space for them to carry those lovely products that they're bringing into the world. Yeah. Well, okay. So now that I know when around when I'm definitely planning my visit and it's, it's great because this is the time where like as a family, we've decided that we're going to travel a lot more just to places we can drive to. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Here. and so it's such a quick drive from so many places to get yeah. to Arizona. It makes it really nice yeah. to do it. 
And Arizona is such a beautiful state to drive through because the terrain changes so much from one place to another. And I just love that about it. And yeah. I think that driving it is actually really amazing because you come from like low desert up into the higher desert and it's just pretty magical. How far is Flagstaff from Sedona? Um, if you're not in crazy traffic, it's uh, about 45 minutes and that's where our, oh, other, our other shops up there. That's what I was asking you because I wonder like management wise, but that's really nice. That's like going from like one part of LA to another. Yeah, exactly. So that's how I frame yeah. it. I'm like, well, it used to take yeah. me two hours to get from West Hollywood down to Venice. So, <laughs> so I know. <laughs> so not really a not, that's a really great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was so wonderful to finally have you on, especially because it was such a crazy week. Like that week where everything shut down was when we were planning on having, you know, our in-person episode. Yeah. I recorded yeah. and, and we just, yeah, you, I think you canceled and I canceled, like we, I canceled everything. It was and I nuts. Think it, <laughs> that was, yeah. yeah. But I am so grateful to chat with you, Nikki. It's just such a pleasure. And thank you for having me.